Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret, and welcome once again to Journey into an Unknown World. You know, I've been doing this show for over three years, and my goodness, how time flies. I wondered if you ever stopped to think about your busy day, and whether you think that you get everything done in the way that you hope you will by the end of the day. And of course, if you do get it done, is there an emotional satisfaction in completion? Or are you worn out, stressed, tired, and really not praising yourself? I know there are many bad things happening around the world from people murdering people, wars, to simple things like somebody driving their car out of a parking space right into your pathway damaging your car a little. There's still a shock. There's still an awkward moment of feeling helpless, of feeling lost, of feeling unsupported, of feeling alone. So what I wanted to do today was talk more about your beliefs, how you believe in your ability to manifest not just the things that you need, but the extra things. Things that you believe are not anywhere near you. For example, I was looking for a table, a small one to put my TV on. This was a few years ago. And I needed a kind of square top. And I was just sitting still wondering what to do about it because I needed a certain height and a certain size and so on. And all of a sudden, I heard my spirit guide say, sewing table. I took a deep breath and I thought to myself, wow, that's a good idea, but where on earth would I find a sewing table? Well, time went by, a few days, maybe a week. I suddenly got this overwhelming feeling that I needed to go to the local Goodwill shop. I walked in and there was my table without the sewing machine. So I was able to bring it home for two dollars, paint it black, put it in the corner with my TV on where it remains today. My point of this little story is that when Jesus taught us to ask, you have to realize that when you do ask, that you truly believe that you will be given what you need. And that when you are given what you need, that it is given to you at a time when you are absolutely ready to take it and work with it, whatever that might be, and achieve something good for yourself that is fulfilling and satisfying. Let's take a deep breath here for a minute. Oh dear. And let go of today while you're listening to me. And think about how you feel right now. Have you been rushing? Have you been praying? Have you been hoping, wondering? The bottom line is your mind can be a liar and a cheat, and I have talked about this before. But if you're rationalizing and explaining to yourself why you are doing something, in other words, justifying it, talking around in your head about how important something is to you, and how vital it will be to everyone else in the world, 
or your immediate family. Stop and realize that your perception on the way you see things today is not necessarily going to be the same point of view tomorrow. Let's take another deep breath. Let go of all that stress and tension that you've been going through. I'm wondering if you're in need of my help. So often people say that they do want someone to help them make a decision. Of course, when we're up against something important, like whether to have surgery or not, then it is vital to have not only the doctor's opinions, but second and third doctor's opinions. After all, it's your body, and you need to be really sure within yourself that you are doing the right thing. Likewise, if you're going to buy a house, you really want to know if the house that you found is really the perfect home that it seems to be, or is it an eyesore? A long time ago, I had a client who did actually pay me to go out and about with them and look at many different houses. By the end of the day, I was able to say that there were three houses that he should avoid. Well, having paid me, I thought they'd listen. They didn't. They bought the house that I said was most unlikely to bring them happiness. It did look the best, but it turned out that there were cables, overhead cables with electrical impulses running across the yard and into the house. They were sensitive to it, and attached to that were elemental spirits that were playful, annoying, and earthbound spirits. And so there I was returning to clear the house. But even so, by then they were miserable and wished they hadn't bought the house. Let's take a deep breath again and just realize that we all need help from the oneness, from the spirit world, from the ascended masters and the archangels. And I'm very fortunate to be a medium who has been able to talk to any spirit in any dimension. So if you think that you'd like some advice channeled by me, then all you have to do is write to me, Dr. Margaret, that's D-R, Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, R-V-C, for Rogers Van Koops, at gmail.com. Write me your questions. I'll answer your letter myself. I'll look at what you need. I'll tell you what I can do. And there is no commitment on your part financially until you agree that you feel that I can help you. Having said that, and having pitched a little bit about myself, let's go into another space. Let's talk about praying to God, to the oneness. When you do that, whether you're on your knees or sitting under a tree, I'm asking you now truly to be honest and ask yourself when you pray, do you really believe that your prayer is heard? I was recently with some Catholic people and I asked them that question and they looked at me in a surprised way and they said, almost matter-of-factly, of course I do. 
And then I said, take a deep breath and now answer me truly from your heart. And each one did exactly that, looked at me again, contacted eye to eye with me, shall we say, and admitted that they really didn't feel the connection with God or with the oneness. They felt that they needed someone to be a go-between, someone who would in some way talk to God for them, like a priest. Well, that was just a Catholic religion. Over the years, I've researched all the religions of the world that are the major ones and some of the minor ones. And of course, I've always come up with the awareness that when people pray and ask the oneness for something, they really do not ask from the heart. They ask from the mind. Since your mind is constantly shifting, you know, by that I mean new input comes in, and aha, I have to adapt. I have to rearrange my thoughts around something. I have to say to myself, there must be some way to do something a bit better than the way I've been doing it because I don't see my prayer being answered. Maybe you're in a hurry. Maybe you've got a time factor and you want everything to fall into place so it's just perfect when this event takes place but maybe the event doesn't take place. Maybe nobody turns up, then what? You've put all your effort, all your energy out, and you're still alone, and you feel alone. And that would be saying to you, in a way, see, my prayer was not heard. But more importantly, what I'd like to say to you is that yes, your prayer is heard, but maybe your timing is out. You're not in sync with the oneness. Or maybe your timing is out with the rest of the world. While you're desperately wanting to do what you want to do, the world isn't ready for you. Certain events, certain situations, certain people have to be in the right frame of mind for a congregation to come together. Whether that congregation is a business meeting, playing in the park, or simply meeting someone for the first time and forming a romance. Universal timing is always going to lead you in the right direction. So how do you connect with the oneness? Well, of course, you must develop your psychic ability. I'm happy to announce that sumariseducationcenter.com, that's S U. M for mother, A-R-I-S again, E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com is now up and running. And my first course there available to you is psychic development. Now you might say, well, why would I want to study psychic development when all I'm concerned about is asking God and my spirit guides to please accept my request, honor that I'm close to them in some way, even though I don't know how, and that they will give me what I ask for. Truth is, you can only know that you've been heard by God when you're using your psychic development. So what is being psychic all about? It's about 
listening to your spirit consciousness. Your spirit consciousness is the way you think and feel from prior to birth. It will be with you all the way through your life. So even though you're rationalizing, explaining and excusing a thousand and one things to yourself throughout your life, it's your spirit self that looms up into your mind with a feeling. And that feeling will be saying, this is not the right time, or you're with the wrong person, or maybe just prepare and wait. Whatever it is that you need to do, the instinct of the intuition that comes through the psyche is always going to give you a sense of the feeling of now. Not because it should be in our reality and our calendar time now, but rather because now in the oneness is omnipresent. Being omnipresent means embracing all things at once. And since we are not God, we are only able to embrace certain things where our conscious mind is rationalizing. But if we surrender that conscious mind to the deeper part of our spirit, to the true feelings of ourself in ascension, we instinctively know it's either yes or no to a question. Recently, I was walking my dog and I was thinking to myself, there are lots of people here in this park with dogs. I wonder how many people would be interested in having an evening where I talk about how you can talk psychically to your dog. Well, it was a good idea. And I went home, thought about it, and immediately shelved it. Not because I don't want to do it, but simply because instinctively I knew that this was not the right time of year to do it, especially where I live, because it's getting very hot. But I will put that on the back burner, and somewhere in the fall, I'll invite people to come here to Samari Center and learn how to communicate with animals. A long time ago, which is for us a couple of hundred years ago, people were saying that animals did not have spirits. Well, of course, we've all come to realize that every living thing on this planet does have spirits. I would like you, if you've got time, to take a look at sumariscenter.com. That's my other site. Go in there and sign up if you're interested in getting a monthly newsletter from me about the school, about the radio shows, and different things that I'm going to be doing in the coming months, even into next year. If you're listening to this and you're in Canada or Japan or Europe, you might be interested in my trips. So sign up. Let me let you know where I'll be and what I'll be doing. Coming back to the power of your thought, your conscious mind being a liar and a cheat, the rationality of the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the ebbs and flows of consciousness. How are you able to stop and be still and let the truth 
arise. Well, some of you may be doing yoga, some of you may be doing meditation, but you know, it's not easy to just empty your mind and have nothing there. In fact, it's impossible. What is possible is to allow yourself to use your mind or the images, everything that you've ever seen, every sound that you've ever heard, every feeling that you've ever felt when you've touched something, every smell, every taste. Yes, your five physical senses have stored within the brain all your memories of everything, every place, every conversation, whatever it is that you've done is stored there in your subconscious mind. So when you meditate, you can very easily tap into all of those records and bring up something that would give you an answer. So here's my little example. I wanted to go to Australia and teach there. A long time ago, a medium told me I would teach there. I might add it's never happened in my 72 years on this planet. So about a year ago, I said to myself, I wonder if it's time to go to Australia. I feel ready. So I took a deep breath and immediately started to plan. I need to look at festivals of mind, body and spirit online. I need to look at organizations in Australia. I need to find out whether I should go to Perth or Sydney or Melbourne. And suddenly my brain was all over the place and I couldn't make any decisions at all. In fact, the more I thought about it, the more association pictures, conversations, things I'd heard about Australia, the more confused I became. So instead of trying to plan my trip there, I put it on the back burner. And I said to myself, when it's the right time, it will occur. So what will occur? I don't know. But I do know that out of the blue, someone will invite me when it's the right time. And I will adapt according to that invite, just the same as I did to Japan and to other countries. And over my life, I have seen probably more countries than most because of taking that attitude of saying, I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do, but I have to do it according to the way the oneness is working and according to the way God has the full picture, if you like, in the overview of how each one of us by our mere presence in a room can make a ripple effect right across a country. Let me bring that back to you. Have you ever stopped to think how much effect or affect, depending on how you are, on someone else? How are you doing? What are you causing that person in your life to go through? Are they judging you, condemning you, are they restricting and limiting you? Are you judging them back? Are you having conflicts? But if you are, there's only one true answer, and that is you're rationalizing, explaining, excusing, justifying, looking at the situation instead of 
standing back and observing it as though you were helping some stranger, being much calmer, nicer, more tender in the way that you communicate with the people that you seem to be obsessed about the way they are. Hear that word obsession. Yes, let's take another deep breath all the way in. And if you're honest with yourself, just like me, we have to admit we have obsessions. I have a little obsession I'll share with you. It's my little secret, but not really. Since I was born, I've been obsessed with the idea of saving every single person on this planet. Well, of course, I know I can't. I know that for every one person who's listening to me, there's probably 4,000 who don't even know I exist. But you might be that one person. And you might be able to give another friend my name and recommendation. Or maybe that friend may tell 24 friends or a thousand friends. Let's go all the way back to Jesus and the time or back to Siddhartha and his time. In those days, there wasn't world travel, there wasn't computers, all there was was local events, and if you wanted to go to one, you'd probably have to walk a couple of days to get there. But even so, in those cases of these great sages of the world, the small gatherings led to word of mouth, led to opportunities where people came along, embellished what was taught, maybe improved it or expanded what was taught, bringing a form of awareness into the world that was going to, over eons of time, evolve us to be the people we are today. So I'm going to ask you another question. Who are you today? Have you had a battle between your naughty self and your angel self? Have your conflict between what is right and what is wrong for you to do? Are you obsessed on failing? Or maybe obsessed on the fear of success? Are you focused on money too much and the material things of life that they control you to the point where every penny you earned has been paid out to pay for them? Would you honestly sit and ask yourself some questions? If I could change anything, just one thing, what would I change? Metaphysically speaking, we all will say, well, there's nothing I need to change because everything is what it is and everyone is whatever is happening around me. Part of that is I am. But the truth is, we do have free will. And if we have free will, we have the opportunity to make choice. And if we make a choice, sometimes we reflect afterwards and say, why did I do that? What was the purpose? Did I get anything out of it? Have I in some way made my life better for that choice or worse? That kind of conflict 
has occurred in all of us. We have all learned by our peers, our ancestors, to have opinions about everything we do. In the process of having those opinions, we allow ourselves to evolve, to ascend in consciousness. And that means we could be a scientist, we could be a spiritualist, we could be an educator, who knows. But in some way, whatever we are, we're sharing what we've come to learn within and without during our life. So here's my next question. When it's your time to leave this world, will you find inner peace? Will you say that the good and bad boy or girl has harmonized and come to a neutrality space where you will be able to say that there were certain choices you made and maybe you could have made a better one, but you've lived with it, you've evolved with it, and you've come to be at peace with it. That's the point, to be at peace. If you're still angry, frustrated, going over and over, musing what possibilities could have happened had you not done what you did, then you will end your days fighting yourself, wondering what life is all about. So let's rethink for a minute the connections that we all have. You can connect with me, Dr. Margaret, rvc at gmail.com. You can go to my websites, sumariscenter.com or sumariseducationcenter.com. You can join Facebook. You can get to know me in any social networking marketing way because, yes, I'm out there. You could read all 11 of my books. You could listen to all my radio shows, my TV shows, everything that's there and think, wow, and still not know me. Because knowing self leads to knowing others. So the more I know me, the more I know my spirit guides, the more I know archangels, and God, then the more I know you. And if I'm able to see myself in everyone else, to see my good self and my bad self, and to say, as a result of those entwining, I found that peace, then I know that whatever I'm going to do, it's going to be helpful to myself and to anyone else who would like to listen to what I have to say. So coming back to, again, what Jesus said, see and ye shall find. That means go out and look around and see what's out there. You'll probably find lots of things you never even knew existed. Knock and the door will be open unto you. In other words, go join some groups, get new friends, meet people. Talk about what you can do and what you'd like to do and what you hope to do and where you've been and what you did and didn't do and how it all worked and find that balance. And then of those people you've met, ask and you'll receive. In other words, because they know you, they see themselves in, the, in you. And because they feel that, there is a sense of oneness and in having that sense of oneness, there is a desire, a passion 
to share all that you have. In sharing, you congregate. When two or three are gathered together, there in the midst am I, said Jesus. When two or three are gathered together, there in the midst is God. For no one is ever alone. And if each is listening to the other in peace, tranquility, an open mind, with an awareness of adaptability, then work can be done, achievements great can be shared, and learning evolves to take you to new climates, new places where you can do all sorts of things that you never dreamed you'd be able to do. And last but not least, be grateful. Be grateful for the fact that you have your five senses and that you can use them at any time, even when you're sleeping, to help you work out your direction and your purpose. And if you're really stuck, then that's where I can help you. For as the medium of master teachers and ascended ones, I can help you see your direction and purpose, help you to choose the right pathway that will lead you away from negativity into positive abilities to manifest whatever it is you need. How long do you need depends on how deeply lost you are. For there is no magic pill Recovering from drugs, drink, alcohol in other words, or anything like that does take time. But with the right support and the right understanding, you can easily overcome those kinds of habits. If you're in a relationship that's not working and you are judging from your point of view, it's very helpful to hear your spirit guide's point of view about you or that person and how you're making mistakes in the way you listen or hear one another or talk to one another and so on. I've saved many marriages over the years but I have to admit there have been other times when I've helped people to separate because it's time for them to move on. Whatever issues you have there is always a door open in my house for you. Don't let anything get in the way of seeking help and guidance. Every show that I have is free. Every video I have is free. Listen to them, watch them, and if you're still blocked, then come back to me and we will do your private session, whether it's on Skype or through an email or on the telephone. I can be there for you. No one should ever feel they are alone and no one should ever think that their prayers are not heard. I assure you that everything you ask for is heard and everything that you want will be given to you, not necessarily in the way that you think you want it, nor necessarily at the moment you think you want it, but rather at the time when you are most ready to work with whatever you've asked for 
and allow it to be the pleasure, the treasure of your life. So once again, I say to you, if you'd like to connect with me, find me on social net marketing, find me on my websites, or write to me, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com, and I'll be there for you. So until then, be happy, be wise, be sensible, and always trust your instincts. Bye.